0: A two-time Super Bowl champion.
1: Sometimes he may find himself in the wrong place, simply at the wrong time. A knife clean
0: of DNA.
2: And I asked him, um, what are you gonna kill with this knife? And he said, Is that the only thing you can do with a knife? I said, well, I know you're not gonna cut tomatoes with it. So he got a little bit upset and um, he said I was crazy.
0: A white suit never
2: found.
1: And sports fans across the country turned on the TV today, but not for a game. Instead, they wanted to see the trial of Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis. The ESPN Zone downtown was packed today as the murder trial unfolded on the big screen. The usual sports highlights were replaced by a real-life courtroom drama.
2: 13 men. All eyes are focused
1: on Atlanta tonight as both sides start laying out their case in the murder trial of Ray Lewis. It was a tale of two crime scenes today. The prosecution told the jury... Eight years in the making. Time to myself while I was incarcerated. So maybe what I went through actually saved my life. His lawyers say everything the Ravens. One perfect did, season, ended, two election, times, over 1,100 games played. But the prosecution says it has a trail of blood connecting Lewis to the victim. If, if there's something in your life that you know needs changing, make sure you change it before God changes. Because if he changes, you might not like it.
0: A keeper league like no other. This is Ray Lewis Might Have Done It.
2: All right, Quinn, what is going on, my guy? It is Thursday, September 16th. Uh, We've had the uh, draft day in the rearview mirror. Week one is just behind us, and we got week two on the horizon. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm 0-1 in both of my leagues that we're going to talk about today, Daniel. So, you know, fuck it, right?
2: 0-1, but in the words of Aaron Rodgers, there are 16 more weeks in this 17-week season. uh, So there's no need to panic just yet.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, if there's two things I've got in common with Aaron Rodgers it's my hairstyle and the way my team played in week one.
2: Well, you know, I wouldn't sell yourself short after uh, week one in the Vampire League. You are 0 1. But I would say that you did put up a respectable 141 points last week, led by Russell Wilson's 27, Keenan Allen's 19, and Alvin Kamara's 18. So, uh, you know, Hey, I wouldn't press the panic button just yet.
0: We could call it like a uh, lukewarm
2: Whataburger sandwich, perhaps on Jerry Jones's desk. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Doing Arkansas proud there. Uh, Quinn, like you alluded to, we're talking about two different fantasy football leagues today, so we've got a fair amount to cover on the docket. What do you want to cover first today?
0: Um... I guess my first question to you, Daniel, is um, are you and Kurt going to subscribe to Hog
2: Plus? I can see this in the, uh, <laughs> in the rubric, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no,
0: no, no. We all know that you guys already subscribe to that. No, I think the first thing we should do is cover a little bit of the draft recap uh, for the Ray Lewis League. I had an idea. I've got a buy and sell categories for you this week to, to talk about the draft and the Ray Excellent. Lewis
2: League. I can't wait. I'm super excited. It seems like an ESPN bit, one, so it's going to be great. And two, uh, it's a perfect bit for somebody who's not prepared at all for what we're about to talk about. So let's get to buy and sell. Yes. You can put in like little laser noises there.
0: Oh, totally. Or maybe not. We'll just go with that. I'll just just give me another one. Love it. So well, I guess uh, real quick, just keepers, you know, we had done a whole episode on the keepers and we had talked about who I thought would happen in the league. And for the most part, um, that was the case. I would say that the biggest surprise was that the only person to take one keeper and not take two keepers was Tristan, the champion. Interesting. He only yeah. ended up taking one keeper and uh, walked away with Devonte Adams and ended up taking Najee Harris. Uh, the rookie running back from Pittsburgh, as one of the first of actual picks of this year's draft. He, uh, he picked Najee Harris to replace his running back core. We took three quarterbacks in the keepers, five wide receivers in the keepers, two tight ends, and 14 running backs. I wanted to say that I thought it was interesting that of the five wide receivers, that was Adams, Diggs, Hill, Metcalf, and C.D. Lamb. And then our two tight ends, obviously, were Kelsey and Waller. But a good thing to note, uh, George Kittle was not kept, but actually drafted this year. Uh, and then our three big uh, QBs, Daniel Mahomes and Allen, who was the third one? Do you remember uh, off the
2: top of your head? Third quarterback kept. I know it wasn't Dak Prescott, Mahomes, Allen. Kyler Murray would be my guess.
0: You'd be correct. And okay. that goes to All the right. most fashionable keeper of the year. I think it has to go to Sam. He wins the award. He comes in with Kyler Murray and Tyreek Hill, probably two really explosive quarterbacks that we saw in week one, um, and and wide receiver players that we saw. The some of the most explosive ones in the league. So I thought yeah, that was really cool. Definitely.
2: I uh need not step on your toes oh, but no, real quick, yeah. not just because he uh defeated me. Um, but I think we had talked about it going into the draft. Sam's team, because of that uh, solid foundation that he had there, has has a really good chance to be a great team this year. He was second highest scoring team of week one behind uh, Derek Babs' squad. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like he showed up for the draft. I don't know if he had somebody draft for him or if he like blacked out or something. But yeah, solid draft. And now he's got a good squad. And, uh, you know, It's early in the season, but I just want to say I'm really proud of him.
0: 100%. I think he did really well. Um, We'll just start with him. Daniel, buy or sell? Uh, Sam took Kyler Murray and Tyreek Hill and then did not take his receivers until late in the draft, but still ended up with a fast squad of players. Do you buy or sell that uh, result?
2: I am definitely buying Sam's squad. Uh, like you said he waited in some areas but we talked about the foundation outside of that A.J. Brown talented wide receiver for the Titans Dallas Goddard a target maven in Philadelphia and Damian Harris a running back that's waiting to break out up in New England despite the fumble late in the week one loss to Miami uh he's got a solid he's got a really solid squad man and uh You you talked about the key for him this season was just going to be to pay attention to a cell phone. And I think as long as he does that, playoff position is a lock for Sam Kincannon. And I'm buying his squad this year.
0: All right, last thought. Did he reach for Chase Edmonds? That was his first running back pick. And that was done in the fourth round of the draft. Was that early? Could he have found someone better just off the top of your head, do you think, man?
2: Well, so I have been uh, pretty bearish on Chase Edmonds going into the season. I think that we saw a really even split of carries amongst him and James Connor, who came over from the Steelers. Ironically, I have James Connor on the bench in this league, um, but I think it's apparent that Chase Edmonds is a more athletic player, more of a threat in the passing phase. Uh, so I really, I would say a push in the buy or sell here because I think that was right in line where he would fall when, as you said, 14 running backs were off the board because of our keeper status.
0: Let's jump over to one of the best players in the league that was kept, Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. He's on Z HUD's team. Him and Alva Camara were the keepers. Buy or sell, youth is the truth. Z-Hud in his draft drafted third-year player Terry McLaurin, rookie Kyle uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, second-year player Jacoby Myers, and rookie Elijah Moore on his team. Buy or sell, youth is the truth for
2: Z-Hud. I am going to buy this one. I think that he set himself up in a really good spot where he could potentially drop Patrick Mahomes from his keepers next season if one of those players were to break out. We talked about how only two tight ends were kept prior to the draft. And I think a lot of people think Kyle Pitts could be that kind of tight end. A really lackluster week one for him. Uh, But the whole Atlanta squad struggled in that game. I believe Uh, he still
0: had 12 targets. So, like, some of the fantasy apps are, like, very supportive of still his, like, usage. Yeah,
2: a lot of targets, uh, especially compared to the other options on the team. You know, uh, Calvin Ridley... Uh, is somebody you can expect on par with that. But I think everybody thinks eventually if Kyle Pitts is the number two target on that team, it's going to be really successful uh, opportunity for a shootout uh, in Tampa Bay if they can get past that tough defensive line. Um, but uh, uh, even aside from him, a couple sleeper, wide receivers, Brian Edwards, Terrence Marshall, uh, you mentioned Jacoby Myers, Terry McLaurin. I think that, again, it gives him more flexibility going into next year's draft where you can keep Kamara and potentially swap out Mahomes for a different player then either roll the dice and maybe you get to draft Mahomes again or you have uh, your selection of approximately 27 starting quarterbacks. We said there were only three kept this last year.
0: Totally. And uh, last buy or sell real quick on Z-HUD to update us. You know, he's got Alvin Kamara, Gus Edwards, Daryl Henderson Jr., and Jamal Williams were the only running backs that he drafted. Obviously, obviously we know Gus Edwards uh, is out, so Z-Hud's replaced his team so far um, with his running back core. Now stands post-draft Alvin Kamara, Daryl Henderson Jr., Tyson Williams he picked up after Gus Edwards fell Mm -hmm. and uh, keeping Jamal Williams on the bench. So is he short on running backs? Just a quick yes or no.
2: No, I think he's right where he needs to be. Uh, I'm not going to say push again, but uh, I think he's got four guys that can get double digits. There you go.
0: Cool. So how about we talk about someone that brought us all together? Let's talk about Steven, Steven's team.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: So my thing about Steven's team, I think that Steven had a great three, to five rounds in this draft this year rounds four through eight he drafted Chris Carson T Higgins TJ Hawkinson Russell Wilson and Michael Thomas rounds four through eight in that order I thought that was just super solid he was getting high value for people that that were still on the board available uh like a Russell Wilson and a TJ Hawkinson who had a big week one including I include Michael Thomas in this with the idea that he's like uh you know pennies in the in the piggy bank kind of thing so buy or sell those five rounds.
2: Buy in Steven's team, big time. He established awesome. depth. He went uh, with Hawkinson in the Vampire League as well. Early returns, but after one week, he's tied in number one. Uh, Chris Carson's always a reliable back. Um, and Russell Wilson's a dynamic quarterback. He's also got himself a trio of Seahawks in his starting lineup. Uh, running back, quarterback, and receiver Metcalf. Um, so yeah, I, I think that Steven's got a really healthy team, uh, was really strong a couple of years ago, and it's taken him a couple of years to get back to full strength, but this draft did it for him.
0: Awesome. That takes me to Kyle's team, Kyle Russell, Sandusky shower. Uh, Kyle's had, um, an up and down finish to his last few years, but he came in with Aaron Jones and Darren Waller as his keepers, and buy or sell this, Daniel. I call his team, I'm going to say his draft was a lot of D. He drafted seven people <laughs> with D's in their name.
2: Yeah, I see that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's got uh, uh, David, Deontay, uh, Darnell, Corey Davis, DJ, uh, Davian, and JD uh, McKissick. So, uh, buy or sell uh, 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 the, the lot of D on the Sandusky shower.
2: Yeah, definitely. He's put defense first with a strong Los Angeles Rams defense, special team unit as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I buy it big time. Um, Did we say, so David Montgomery was not one of his keepers, correct? Uh,
0: No, David Montgomery was was his first off the board
2: Jones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, He went Darren Waller, David Montgomery, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, in that order. Uh Two, three, four, five in his draft, and then in round seven he picked up Corey Davis, and then later Darnell mooney, the rams defense j d mckissick and uh young hoku mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end, which leaves me last real quick uh is he does he have the strongest defense and cooker combination in the league with the Rams and young hoku? Do you buy or sell that
2: buy I- Insofar as we've only talked about three teams so far, I'm not as familiar with those units for the rest of the teams. So we're gonna say a bye for now.
0: All right, cool. How about we do one more? We'll take a break after this. Let's talk about Andy. I like Andy's team. He kept Jonathan Taylor and Stefan
2: Diggs. Remember, yeah, and you, tell me just real quick, I'm gonna interject. You uh yeah, sure you had an observation that you didn't quite expect when you were looking at Andy's past today. Uh, do you, remember, you know what I'm alluding to here? Uh, you were, uh, I believe you came across the fact that Andy has finished twice, uh, three times in second place in the league. Is that correct?
0: Oh, correct. Yes. Yes. I, I did uh, pull that up. I'm sorry. You know what? I should interject, Daniel. Um, what I'm pulling up right now is the updated league history for 2021. Mm, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. So he's got two second place finishes in 2015 and 16, and then he got his third second place finish last year in the 2020 playoffs. He's even won the consolation brackets in 17 and 19. So you could say that in the last six years, he's actually been very successful in the playoffs, regardless of his regular season record, which all time is now 55 and 67, a 45 percent winning percentage. But he's got three top four finishes and he's made four playoffs in these uh, nine years so it's interesting how he puts it together by the end of the year
2: yeah definition of a grinder and i know we're going to take a deeper look at those historic uh numbers a little later in the pod but uh yeah let's get to uh what do you what do you got to offer what are you trying to sell me here for all right real quick
0: it? one buy or sell andy's quarterback squad he drafted Tom Brady and Trevor Lawrence. I'm calling this the goat and the future goat. Um, Do you think this combination is a winning combination?
2: Yeah, I was a little skeptical going into the draft, uh, but again, I'm buying what you're selling. Tom Brady showed me nothing to be concerned about. Week one, those two interceptions that he registered... Uh, we're actually pretty fluky things. So I don't think that's a concern at all. And uh, if you run into any issues, I think Trevor Lawrence is a guy who's going to throw the ball a ton this year uh, and has the potential to put up some numbers with his legs as well. So I'm buying Andy's quarterback situation, getting crafty with a solution in a 12 team league.
0: Love it. I've got a name for Andy's league. And so do you buy or sell the phrase, I'll take everyone you don't want? Andy drafted Jonathan Taylor, or kept Jonathan Taylor. Then he drafted Robert Woods, Allen Robinson II, Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster, Tom Brady, Kenyon Drake, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and then Jamison Crowder. And I'm not even going to throw the Packers defense, Justin Tucker. I'm not going to include them in this. But all those guys I listed are people that are productive fantasy players, Daniel, but they're not sexy. And they're kind of the ones that you choose after the big ones have already been taken and you almost feel like it's a consolation prize. But he's got a lot of these guys that are all solid, solid players. So do you buy and sell the idea that I'll take everyone you don't
2: want? Quinn, I think that you developed a list of uh, ideas that are too juicy, man, because I'm buying everything that you're throwing at me. I think Andy has the perfect kind of team for a 12-team league because, yeah, uh, when you're when you're getting those players that you're drafting that are based off of numbers instead of name uh, and serial box recognition, then you're getting reliable numbers, and that's exactly what people like Robert Woods and Allen Robinson are there to do. Uh, Allen Robinson potentially could see his floor rise uh, if we see a quarterback switch from Andy Dalton to Justin Fields, I think. Uh, But we saw Robert Woods save Robert Woods great example week one uh, saved a lackluster performance or a lackluster outing with a touchdown late in the game. Uh, But I would argue that that's something that is kind of a a linchpin or a trademark of Robert Woods fantasy career Uh, He's somebody who always bails you out with one play here or there. Or he's going to get a a volume of catches to make up for a lack of yards or touchdowns. And he's always there in, uh, you know, like the teens range at the end of the year of fantasy production.
0: And to speak to Juju Smith Schuster, um, I'm not sure if you saw the uh, Pittsburgh Buffalo Bills game this first week, but when it came down to the fourth quarter and about the Steelers needing to get a first down on third and short, they threw the ball about 15 yards on a route straight to Juju. On, on, and, and, you know, there's that huge kerfuffle about who are they going to pass the ball to, or is Najee Harris going to run the ball and have 85% of the carries? But at the end of the day, like, I think maybe the most trusted combination or, or, or trusted receiver that Ben Roethlisberger has out in Pittsburgh is still Juju Smith Schuster.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think we've got to find out how many uh, attempts we can expect from Roethlisberger week in and week out. It's something where he's going to be slinging the ball a ton of times. Then, yeah, I think we can expect a really big year from Juju, and I do think that he is uh, still probably Big Ben's most trusted target. But I got to see some more throwing action out of the Steelers' offense before I'm really sold on any of their wide receivers.
0: Amazing. Well, with that, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. We got to cover. Daniel, we got to cover your draft. we got to cover my draft. we got to cover the Anal Fisters draft, the Cross-Eyed Dilfers, and definitely take a look at our champion, Tristan Weaver's draft.
2: That more, coming up after this. In October 1827, in the Tuscan village of Cortona, Gio Bernardini was born to Luca Bernardini, a local horse doctor, and Gianna Vespucci Bernardini a teacher and heir to a small fabric fortune. The third of four children, Gio displayed an early curiosity to silliness and showmanship, was a big fan of traveling circuses that would come and go through town.
0: Here's Cliff Fairground, circus historian from Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Hell, back then in Italy, circuses were the main form of entertainment for families. Tigers were all over these circuses. Hell, they're the main way of having a good time. Oh yeah, circuses would travel all around Europe and it was very common to have tigers. You know, circusing was still a big way of life, even back People like Europe. me have been going to circusing for generations. I wouldn't be surprised if I had some circus blood in me. you you know contrary to popular uh, opinion circus is a nationality i don't know if you've ever heard this before but you can track circus in the blood i wouldn't be surprised if bernardini found some circus blood in him that first night
0: and we're back daniel i want to break into some teams uh, who have finished high in the past but actually finished low this last season finishing in ninth place in 2020 and entering uh, for the first time in the 2021 season as a 500 ball club is Derek Babb of anal fisters he kept though Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon one of the strongest right uh, running back combos you could keep this year going into the the draft I thought he had a great report card. Do you buy and sell his rounds three through six? His four rounds uh, that he put together are going to go as follows in order. Uh, Round four, Mike Evans. round uh, Excuse me, round three, Keenan Allen. Round four, Mike Evans. Round five, Kareem Hunt. And round six, Kenny Galladay. Do you buy and sell that list of players?
2: I think overall, I'm going to have to sell, but uh, it goes back and forth. I think he got great value with Keenan Allen, somebody who's going to get a lot of targets from Herbert this year out there with the Chargers. Uh, But as we saw in week one and as we've seen the past few seasons, Mike Evans can be an extremely frustrating fantasy player in terms of week-to-week fluctuations in his production. Uh, Touchdown dependent at times. Didn't get a lot of looks week one. Antonio Brown looks like he's ready to go. Cream Hunt, uh, always going to be second banana as long as Nick Chubb is healthy. Uh, So decent floor, but not a huge ceiling. And I'm nervous about Kenny Galladay and really anybody tied to the Giants offense. Uh, So I think it presents a good visual when you look at the lineup itself. Uh, But and I, I think his keepers are outstanding. Stafford's going to be a sleeper at quarterback. But I worry about his week-to-week high-score potential um, with uh, a couple of players that have a lot of variance attached to him. So I'm selling.
0: Well, you said my next question. Are you buying and selling Matthew Stafford, the only quarterback drafted by the Anal Fisters this year?
2: Sure. So I'm going to take a quick look and see what the available quarterback situation is. Uh, in the league uh, but it, you know I think Stafford did exactly what we would have expected him to do uh, if he were healthy uh, put up a lot of numbers through ball with incredible velocity um, and I think he's in decent shape uh, your top four available quarterbacks Roethlisberger, Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr uh, safe quarterback options there um, there's probably at least ten available starting quarterbacks out there, so I think that you know if you if you think you've got a top ten quarterback, uh, it might as well wait until your quarterback's bye week to go out there and get a waiver foot. So I'm going to buy that option.
0: All right. So Derek, working on bouncing back. Let's see what he does with a 500 season under his belt for the first time. Let's talk about you or me. Which one do you want to do?
2: I'll go first. That's All right, Daniel. My squad.
0: Yeah, so, Daniel, you kept Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott. Um, so now I've got an interesting buy or sell. It's going to be more of an opinion about your team, right? These two questions. Um, in rounds three through six, you took wide receivers and Dak Prescott. But in rounds seven through nine, you took running backs, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones Jr., and James Conner. Do you buy or sell that strategy of taking your wide receivers and your backup riders, or excuse me, your starting wide receivers and your quarterback before uh, taking any other running backs to back up Zeke Elliott or Dalvin Cook?
2: Sure. You know, it's hard to know exactly what my other options were without going back in time. Uh, But uh, early returns say I'm going to sell what I did there. I think that I've got a fantastic starting lineup, but I am just ridiculously thin on the bench. Mm. Uh, and so I took uh, some stabs with some players that I thought could either break out or get a lot of touches on successful teams. Uh, Ronald Jones, Sonny Michelle did not look very good at all last week. James Conner looked okay splitting touches with Chase Edmonds in Arizona. Um, so, you know, it's hard to remember. Uh, I do think that i i wanted running back depth and I probably just didn't like what came around when uh, my turn came up in the draft. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Cortland Sutton had a very lackluster week one. We'll see if he bounces back after Jerry Judy's injury. Um, but right now I'm a starting lineup and not much else. So I need a lot of things to go right and I'm selling what I did in the draft.
0: All right, next hard question perhaps uh, is, is we've already got one sell in the sense that you drafted a tight end late in the 10th round. Did you miss on tight ends this year in the draft? You drafted Eric Ebron of Pittsburgh in the 10th round. You currently have dropped him and you have Jared Cook now that you picked up off the week one waiver wires. So are you now buying or selling your situation at tight end with Jared Cook after one
2: week? Selling again. Um, I did, I believe I picked first or second in the draft. I had big gaps in between my picks, and it's hard to know what's going to come around the next time through. Um, And I think that was the thing where I was probably waiting on somebody like uh, Kyle Pitts to be there in the second or third round, and that didn't happen. And so, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, selling it, uh, I think again, a lot of things are gonna have to go right for me to have a good season. Um, might be interested in making some moves if anybody's listening out there.
0: All right, well, this isn't any free advertisement space for you, Daniel, but I will say that one interesting uh, aspect, of course, is that you've had two really good seasons and you're trying to make it a third in a row, right? You, uh you were 45.7% winning percentage through the first seven seasons of the league. But in these last two seasons, you've gone 11 and two and 12 and one to have an 88% winning percentage in the last two seasons. You finished third last year, trying to get back to the same place you were last year.
2: That's it. And, uh, I think that we're definitely going to see teams like Dallas run the ball a lot more than they did against Tampa Bay. So I think we're going to see an improvement in Zeke Elliott's numbers. I'm not in a panic state yet, uh, but we'd like to see more production out of him. Dalvin Cook's going to be okay. Dak Prescott's going to be great. Um, receivers, you know, Hopkins, Cooper Cup, really, really solid. Uh, One, two punch there. Yeah. Um, Saints defense, my defense. Uh, I feel good about that team. So you know the, the starting lineup again is not the problem, and if everything goes according to plan, uh, we'll be in good shape. But injuries can strike any team at any moment, um, so I'm nervous about uh, what we're what we're uh, looking at this season.
0: I dig it. All right. Well, Daniel, great luck to you. Let's talk about Chase. I didn't even mention him. I I missed uh, him before the commercial saying we had him left. He kept Josh Allen and Nick Chubb. uh, And buy or sell. um, This is going to be one big question, but two parts. Buy or sell Chase's tight end situation. Uh, Tight ends. Chase drafted two tight ends in the draft. He took uh, in the third round, George Kittle. And then later in the draft at the very end, he took Zach Ertz. Um, So taking the number three tight end in the first available round to draft, do you buy or sell that move?
2: Uh, I'm going to buy that for somebody like George Kittle, who uh, has the potential to be in that top, top echelon of tight ends. And the type of tight end that's putting up wide receiver two type stats, wide receiver one type stats. So I, I I think that's an AOK decision. Uh, we haven't seen him healthy in a while, so I think his stock was down going into the season.
0: Mm-hmm. And then last uh, uh, Zach Ertz, he was drafted by Chase. Currently, not even on his roster any longer. Uh, was that did you buy or sell that insurance policy idea of trying to get a second lower tier
2: tight end in case? Well, I think Chase has always had a soft spot for Zach Ertz. He seems to take him in a lot of leagues over a lot of years. Uh, Somebody who had a really fairly quick or rapid drop-off from top tight end to not. Uh, So I think it was worthwhile to take a one-week gambit on that. The only thing that's interesting about him dropping him is that he's currently rostering two defenses uh, I don't know if that's worthwhile uh, to drop Ertz just to roster a second defense. Apparently, he thought it was worth the gambit. Uh, but I'm going to buy taking Zach Ertz in the final round of the draft.
0: Okay, cool. Um, just as an aside, if you would have, what's another Zach Ertzian type of guy that was probably around for you? And that would, was Jared Cooks. Someone he would have been like an applicable thing, or Gronkowski would have been a surprise pick that would have worked out, right?
2: Yeah, there's one. Yeah, I think that's a good example.
0: I dig it. All right, so let's talk about uh, Jay Moneybags, Justin Simpson. Slight uh, run-in with the law this this summer, coming into the draft, ended up not uh, getting, not like diving into the draft pool early as we sort of suspected his motives were by taking free agency moves uh, to create keeper situations. Uh, he ended up keeping Travis Kelsey and C.D. Lamb on his team, a tight end and a wide receiver. Uh, So buy or sell him going right to work. Uh, And the reason I say that is because he drafted Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Chase Claypool, and Jerry Judy right off the bat, rounds three, four, five, six. I thought those were super solid responses uh, to his problems that we talked about in the previous uh, podcast about his problems he had going into the year with really lackluster keepers and the fact that all of his team were in free agency at that point.
2: So I'm going to buy the fact that he was able to reshape his roster through the draft, uh, but I'm going to sell the results just based off the fact that if you look at his roster currently, Chase Claypool, one of the aforementioned players is currently on his bench as well. He only secured three running backs total at the moment. Uh, Melvin Gordon, in addition to Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. So he has no depth in running back at the moment, mm. as well as a red Q next to Josh Jacobs questionable this Sunday against Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah. So you could say that we talked about how he had four players that were, I believe, or excuse me, had five players that were rejected for a grand total of 70 fantasy points for the entire 21 season. But in this case, he's replaced it with at least, let's say, I'd say three fair running backs, but he didn't get the depth he wanted had he maybe had a, a keepable running back this year, right? He could have ended up with maybe four and then gotten those late-round uh, wide receivers to replace maybe CeeDee Lamb or something. Or if I CeeDee Lamb in the same spot, he might have gone in. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's something where I will give him some credit for, some, for one of the teams that didn't keep a single running back. Uh, He really hit a home run based on early returns with C.D. Lamb and Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey is pretty much a no-brainer, but C.D. Lamb really seemed to break out last week against Tampa Bay, and I'm excited to see what he does against the Chargers. Uh, But I do kind of agree at the same time with what you said about if he'd had a running back, he was able to keep. C.D. Lamb might have been a player that he could have gotten in – you know, say the second draftable round, what would have been round four, maybe round five. Uh, and in the process of that, he could have had the same amount of running backs and given him an additional one, uh, to total of four.
0: Yeah, he may have, uh, I believe he uh, he took Chase Claypool in round five. So there's an idea that potentially, possibly, in this league that's based in people that live in Arkansas and Texas, CD land may have lasted three rounds, but, um, but yeah. I think uh, Jay did a pretty good job in all respects. I hope he keeps his nose clean through the season and should be good. So, quick buy or sell, though, his young quarterback situation. He drafted um, uh, Justin Herbert and Mac Jones.
2: Buy Justin Herbert, uh, kind of like we alluded to a little bit earlier. I think that that's a quarterback that's trusty enough that he could have bypassed the selection of Mac Jones and potentially just rolled with a waiver wire quarterback selection whenever he needed it. And uh, there's another opportunity where he potentially could have gotten another running back on his roster. Again, I didn't feel great about my running back depth, uh, but there is zero running back depth here for our guy, Jay Moneybags. So I think overall I'm going to sell the fact that uh, with Mac Jones being his second quarterback, I would have preferred another running back all right. Option in that spot instead.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Well, we've got two more left, folks. Um, let's keep this one nice, nice. and and uh, uh, full-bodied. Let's Cross-eyed Dilfer's Scott King. We haven't broken down his team uh, fully yet, but I saved it because I came up with the best um, the best name for his team. I think his name should be called uh, the the Hollywood Cross-eyed Dilfer. So buy or sell this box office huge name team that he drafted. He drafted Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Lamar Jackson, uh, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and pretty boy Matt Ryan. So, I mean, these are names that we've seen not only four years, but in the last important years of fantasy, these most recent ones, these have been highfalutin draft picks. And Scott got them all. So do you buy and sell this box office team?
2: I'm going to sell it as a box office draw. I think this is a team that would draw the eyes of a lot of casual fans. A lot of people that catch a little sports radio in the mornings on their drive to work. Uh, Cause yeah, exactly. like You said, it's a lot of names that pop out with a lot of highlights, a lot of recent success and some with uh, some not so recent success, but past success in the rear view mirror. So yeah, I'm buying this squad as a box office sell
0: awesome well i'm not awesome i mean i think it's it's cool because i'm at least gonna say at least all these guys are starters you know so it's always great to at least he's got a whole slew of starters throughout
2: his positions
0: um but you know i like going to bad movies sometimes so i almost want to buy this ticket myself personally
2: (laughs) yeah the one that sticks out for me is rob gronkowski i'm really interested to see if, uh, you know, that was a little bit of an outlier week one against Dallas or if he's going to be a top, top tier tight end weekend and week out.
0: Hmm. And, you know, there's NBA buzz about people that didn't have to play in the bubble or or people that played in the bubble being super tired going into that shortened offseason and the very next season. Um, I wonder if there's sort of an opposite effect happening. Like there's some people that had large injuries last year that are coming back, like really, really uh, well-rested. You could say like um, some defensive players that are in the NFL and some offensive uh, players. Do you think that um, with Gronk or, or some of these older players that they have gotten a little bit more of like, they're just a little bit more healthy, more rested coming in after this COVID year or something?
2: Well, I did notice that uh, Gronkowski in that game against Dallas was not wearing a gigantic, robotic-looking elbow brace. You're right, it felt really good for him because it seemed like that was kind of a trademark of his for a long time. Um, and so, it's good to see that he trusts that elbow and that that elbow is healthy. Um, so, I don't know; it's hard to say. We've seen a lot of people go down with injuries early on so far as well. So think that's probably just kind of luck of the draw and so far as uh people coming back looking healthy or not
0: i dig it all right well i've got one more question this is probably the biggest stretch of the entire this entire segment um but do you buy or sell uh scott <laughs> scott's drafting a lot of starters and short players um <laughs> he's got brandon cook's uh cole beasley james white and i'm gonna throw randall cobb kind of in there mm-hmm. <laughs> as a bunch of short players plus his starters do you buy and sell that for fantasy scoring
2: i'm gonna sell it i'm gonna say <laughs> that it's gonna come back to haunt him come uh tournament time you know you just can't trust those guys in one-on-one toss-up situations the way you can bigger players
0: Well, let's hope his box office names uh, have the height like Julio Jones and Amari. They'll probably be the ones starting, I would assume. Uh, But Cole Beasley, you know, got to love him, but you kind of live and die with him and his height. Uh, So this is something I saw. But that takes us to our last one, our champion from last year, Tristan Weaver.
2: Yeah, the only guy with one keeper.
0: Yep, he kept Devontae Adams, quite a keeper, and picked up Najee Harris in his first round, um but then he didn't take any more running backs until late do you buy or sell this strategy he took a running back anaji harris in the first in the in the second round and then he didn't take another running back until round 10 do you buy or sell that mm-hmm. he then took david johnson naeem hines and malcolm brown
2: yeah i'm going to sell this is one of the few teams that i feel like has a more stressful running back situation than my team does uh, because you're really counting on Najee Harris to look better than he did the first week. And you're counting on Naheem Hines to get a lot of looks in the passing game. Uh, you know, otherwise, David Johnson looks like he's third in line in Houston. Malcolm Brown <laughs> projected for 2.9 points in this week two matchup against Buffalo. So that stuff looks kind of dire for him. Uh, solid, a solid receiver core, uh, rocking Thielen in the flex. No fan has a chance to bust out tight end. Um, but all it's going to take is uh, one injury at the running back position or somebody like Naheem Hines falling out of favor. And things are going to start looking glim for him fast.
0: All right. And final buy or sell of this segment Tristan Weaver's team. He drafted a team from the North. Okay. Get Mm. this, all right? He drafted Devontae Adams from Green Bay, Najee Harris from uh, Pennsylvania, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, Adam Thielen from Minnesota. I'm throwing Odell Beckham from Ohio in there. And then we've got Naeem Hines from Indianapolis and the Buffalo Bills Northern Upstate New York uh, defense and the kicker, Tyler Bass. The team from the northern part of the United States, they're going to take him to to the championship this year?
2: By herself. Yeah, as you get deeper into the season, it gets later on into the year, and hence you get into the late winter months. When it gets cold, it gets slippery, and it gets icy. These guys are going to have what it takes, and they're going to be experienced playing in the inclement conditions. So I think that's actually a really smart play. It's going to pay off because he's got – not only does he have players that play in the north, but they're also on good teams in the north, or at least teams we expect to be good. Green Bay Pittsburgh Minnesota These are teams that we expect To be playing their best ball When summer comes around
0: Amazing Well that's it Dan let's take a break But first let's check out a new movie coming Out this weekend Now as Anna's boat rack biz is on The verge of going international Love gets in the way Coming this winter, starring Reese Witherspoon and Chad Hemsworth, Coat Rack 2. I'm a first take kind of guy, Daniel. Coming this winter, Boat Rack 2. (laughs)
2: Fuck!